Welcome back to A Journey Through Lent with the Holy Fathers and one pretty holy <laughs> sister. Dave Orsborn here in the studio with Sister John Paul of the Dominican Sisters of Mary, Mother of the Eucharist. Sister just joked that <laughs> perhaps I should downplay the holy sister part, but... I've enjoyed our week together. It's something to aspire to. There you go. We're we're on that journey, but I've enjoyed this week. Uh, this is Friday of the first week of Lent, and we're going to have a reflection today from Pope Benedict uh, from his uh, message for Lent in 2008. So let's start in prayer. Great. Thank you. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Lord, on this Friday of the first week of Lent, we remember your passion, most of all, we remember your love, the love with which led you to go to the cross for us. Lord, we ask that you would fill our hearts with some portion of that love so that we could be Christ to others. We join you in your prayer to the Father as we pray, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Amen. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Pope Francis, or Pope Benedict uh, from his message for Lent in 2008. Almsgiving teaches us the generosity of love. St. Joseph Benedict Cotolengo forthrightly recommends never keep an account of the coins you give. Since this is what I always say, if in giving alms the left hand is not to know what the right hand is doing, then the right hand too should not know what it does itself. In this regard, all the more significant is the gospel story of the widow who, out of her poverty, cast into the temple, uh, cast into the temple treasury all she had to live on. Her tiny and insignificant coin becomes an eloquent symbol. This widow gives to God, not out of her abundance, not so much what she has, but what she is, her entire self. We find this moving passage inserted in the description of the days that immediately precede Jesus's passion and death, who, as St. Paul writes, made himself poor to enrich us out of his poverty. He gave his entire self for us. Lent also, through the practice of almsgiving, inspires us to follow his example. In his school, we can learn to make of our lives a total gift, imitating him. We are able to make ourselves available, not so much in giving a part of what we possess, but our very selves. Cannot the entire Gospels be summarized, perhaps, in the one commandment of love? The Lenten practice of almsgiving thus becomes a means to deepen our Christian vocation. In gratuitously offering himself, the Christian bears witness that it is love 
and not material richness that determines the laws of his existence. Love then gives almsgiving its value. Love then gives almsgiving its value. It inspires various forms of giving according to the possibilities and and conditions of each person. Dear brothers and sisters, Lent invites us to train ourselves spiritually, also through the practice of almsgiving in order to grow in charity and recognize in the poor Christ himself. In the Acts of the Apostles, we read that the Apostle Peter said to the cripple who was begging alms at the temple gate, I have no silver or gold, but what I have, I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ, the Nazarene, walk. In giving alms, we offer something material, a sign of the greater gift that we can impart to others through the announcement and witness of Christ, in whose name is found true love. Let this time, then, be marked by a personal and community effort of attachment to Christ in order that we may be witnesses of his love. Amen. Amen. <laughs> lots, uh, well, it's about love, right? Yes. I don't think, it's kind of like Our Lady, you can never have enough. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the, this idea of the entire gospel being able to be summarized by the Christian vocation to love. Well, well, well that's right it, right? You know, that, 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 that's it, you know? Um, and I think when we hear our Holy Father, he returns to this theme of love. Love gives meaning to almsgiving. Love gives meaning to, we could go through the list, the fasting to our prayer. So if we aren't experts in love, right, mm-hmm. we're not truly letting Christ fill us. We're not truly following the path of Christian disciples. Experts in love. Yes. I think that's what our Holy Father is, is, is calling out here is this totality, this gift of self, you know, the widow who gave everything that she had, you know, she was an expert in love. She understood the essence of love, the essence of trusting in the Lord, of being able to hand over her entire self, this entire gift of self. Um, That was her expertise, if you will. That was her level of being able to give herself. It was a total, complete gift of self. And I think that's our challenge as as Christian disciples is how do we uh, let God's grace fill us to sort of build up that momentum or build up that capacity to be able to give a total gift of self. Let's go back to a conversation that we we're having yesterday on, on the uh, the works of mercy. It, it, it's that reception, right? It, mm-hmm. it has mm-hmm. to start there. Mm-hmm. It, it has to start with us receiving love. If if we're not receiving God's love, we can't have a true sense of what love really is. Yes. You know, I mean, where I guess where I'm going is it with the false sense of love, um, you know, passions, um, um, idolatry, you know, things that we look to mm-hmm. outside of God can really warp or mislead even, even our, our good deeds and our acts, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. If, it, mm-hmm. if it doesn't begin with God, then we can't 
carry God forward. You see where I'm going? I do. With that, I do. And I think what I like is this. You know, going back to God mm-hmm. as the as the giver of love. You know, beginning with God, and you know, if we stop for a second and we think the gift of being baptized. You know, when we're baptized, right. we actually receive the, the theological virtue of charity, that the love of God is poured out in our hearts. It's actually not something we can give to ourselves. We actually <laughs> need God. That's what the Holy Spirit poured you know, the love of God poured out into the hearts. You know, so we need we need the love, the Lord, you know, and the giver of life. We need the love of God poured out into our hearts. So we're, we're dependent upon that. Um, but what I was struck with in listening to this is just how important uh, the seal of baptism baptism is, how important this uh, initial baptism in the Lord and later the baptism in the Holy Spirit, but the baptism of the Lord in giving us this starter relationship with Jesus, the starter relationship with the Holy Trinity, the starting relationship with knowing what love is in order to be able to give it. And I feel like that there, there might be some of your listeners that aren't yet baptized mm. and who have not yet had the opportunity to actually have the love of God poured into their soul in a real and sacramental way. And I think I, anybody's listening to this, I think this is an action item <laughs> <laughs> right? for you right. or maybe for a loved one. Maybe you know someone who is not yet baptized and maybe part of your prayer this Lent, because, you know, it is, is to ask the Lord to create an opportunity for them to be baptized um, or, or just to pray that more will be baptized. I think we can all know people in our life. I know I have certainly seen it myself. There is a very big difference between a young person who has had the grace of baptism and a young person who has not. And it is easier for our young people to be good when they have been able to be sealed in baptism, particularly than the other sacraments as well. And, and I think when we were thinking about this a tremendous challenge of Lent and the Holy Father puts before us this tremendous challenge of almsgiving to be a total gift of self. Well, I mean, nobody does that. <laughs> you know, you're looking at the world. It's very hard to find examples of people who are doing that mm-hmm. you know, at all. Right. And, and so you're, we're just we're talking kind of piously about this love and all of this. And it's like, OK, well, the, the you know, getting down to the bottom of it is is really our dependence on the Lord and putting ourselves before the faucet and letting ourselves being filled with love. Um, well, and maybe, um, maybe our takeaway then is um, for those of us who have been baptized to spend today in gratitude, you know, yep. for, for the, uh, for that infused love that we received and, and all the graces or resulting graces from our baptism and just to thank our parents and thank our godparents and thank god uh for yes. the for the grace of baptism and then also to pray for those that are coming into the church at the easter vigil uh the uh it's the candidates right that mm-hmm. haven't been baptized mm-hmm. so the, the candidates who will be receiving baptism um, and then the catechumens and all the rest of us who will be renewing our right. baptism bills at the Easter vigil. That's right. That's uh, right. And we can pray for the virtue of charity. This is a custom sometimes when we're praying the rosary for an increase of faith, hope, and love. Well, that's mm-hmm. increase of charity right there. So asking the Lord to increase our charity. And with this, this action item of praying for folks is to say, Lord, where else am I called to love today? Amen. Sister, what a week. It's been wonderful to I've be with you. <laughs> really, really enjoyed it. How do I let um, your sisters know that you'll be on the air? Um, so. <laughs> Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Amen. Thank you, sister. Thank you, sister so much. John God Paul. Bless you. God bless.